Hello, and welcome to Too Stupid to Live, a podcast that reviews romance novels $5 and under. I'm your host, Becky, the Duchess of Feldman. And yes, today we are reviewing a historical romance that, spoiler alert, I loved so much. Anyway, that's it. Podcast over. Bye. Guys, I'm just kidding. Times may be crazy, but I am not that too stupid to live slash make a podcast. Okay, so if you guys don't know, too stupid to live is also a term to kind of like, it came about because it was like this term that would like diminish the damsels in distress that like people think are in most romance novels. And obviously like I was taking it back or I am taking it back to the extent that, um, one, I'm using it as the title for this podcast, and two, a few weeks ago, I forgot the word cloud, like cloud, like what you see in the sky. Um, that's just like the state I'm in right now. Um, but you know, I like a strong heroine, you know, especially ones that are like pure equals to the heroes and other heroines. And I know a lot of readers do too, especially readers of the author Carolyn Sparks. Um, so if you don't know, she's a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of fantasies and paranormal romances. And she has a new book coming out entitled Siren of the Deep Blue Sea. Oh my God. I love that title so much. Anyway, it's about Mauve, who has magic powers, and also discovers that she is a shapeshifter. And she has the hots for this shifter spy, aka my future profession, that is my new dream, um, whose name is Brody. And when she suspects that Brody is in danger, she risks it all to save him even if it means learning the secret he's burdened with. This book is being described as a cross between Game of Thrones with Princess Bride, which I love, and frankly, I always wished Game of Thrones like was Princess Bride. Um, and in The Siren and the Deep Blue Sea, there are strong female heroines, humor, adventure, emphasis on love and friendship, and oh my god, is that a story I need right now to escape the dumpster fire that the world is in or, you know, the gender reveal fire that I'm currently dealing with. Um, not that I'm, like, I mean, it's just the effects of it. Or if you can't tell, like, I'm full of phlegm right now and it's, I think, because of said gender reveal party, but I have faith in the world that one day it will be better. Um, anyway, so, um, oh my gosh, you can find more information on The Siren in the Deep Blue Sea on tstlpodcast.com. Like I said, I'm so excited for this book, and I think like a lot of readers will be too. So on today's show, I have a return guest. She's a good friend of mine, one of the first guests on the show, Leslie Cena. Um, she's a writer, actress, and comedian. And when she first appeared, we reviewed the book Her Husband's Harlot. And now she is back, and we are reviewing the second book in the series, Her Wanton Wager, which was written by Grace Calloway and is currently, and I'm going to take a deep breath here. Guys, hold still. It was... $4.99, but worth every penny and dollar. Um, I had so much fun reuniting with Leslie, and boy, was this book a romp. So please enjoy this review of Her Wanton Wager. Listen, it's happening. Leslie, welcome back. Hello. 
to see Thank you. Live. <laughs> so <laughs> you were one of like my earliest guests. Um, so, I mean, and you were so much fun. How has your life changed for the better since first appearing <laughs> on the, be- on the well, best I podcast have, of all time? Uh, <laughs> I've won several Emmys since then entirely <laughs> because of my podcast recording. Yeah. Um, I've become a, a, a well-known commentator on, uh, on romance of all kinds. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially my own, my, my, my dozens of, of romances. Yeah. You know, I was thinking that I'm known for. (laughs) Yeah, you really are. I, you know, I was thinking like, how am I going to introduce Leslie? And just now, like when I record the intro later and I was like, you know, technically restart me up is a historical romance. (laughs) (laughs) Between man and operating system. Between man and operating system. It's it's, between man, man, woman and operating system. And honestly, it's sexy because of Vlad Michael Murray. That's one of the characters. (laughs) um yeah so you had texted me a while back or not a while back but a few weeks ago you were like listen I am reading or have read the sequel to her husband's harlot um which we had reviewed and I was like I want to read the sequel too and have you back on the show great um, okay. So, um, I guess I'll like read a quick synopsis, but the, the sequel to her husband's harlot, um, by Grace Calloway is called her wanton wager. Um, so following the happily ever after of her husband's harlot, the mayhem in Mayfair continues with a new, with new happy endings, wink, um, between the charming scoundrel Gavin Hunt and the boisterous hoyden Persephone finds aspiring novelist Persephone, a.k.a. Percy, will do anything to get her family's business title back, one that her brother gambled away to gamester Gavin Hunt. And what better way than entering a bet herself? Taken by Percy's beauty, Gavin promises to give back the title if she's able to resist his innate need to worship her and her body. Both parties think winning this wager is easy, but things get hard. When things <laughs> get hard, get hard. <laughs> um, it's so funny because you were like, "This book is, oh, God. is wicked." Sorry, there's a there's a cat kind of doing some um, bullshit in the background here. Listen, you all of my guests on the show have had their cats make um, appearances. So, if anything, it's on brand with these um, distant recordings that I've been doing lately. Okay. Yeah, so do not worry about your cat. Um, Okay, so um, do you want to look at the... Do you have the cover of the book out? Do we want to just, like, analyze it for a second? It's a little generic, I gotta say. It's... uh, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's just sort of... It doesn't... This could be any book. It doesn't even Mm -hmm. look like like the period, quite. Um, Yeah, and... It's it's just, like, it's a shirtless dude. Mm -hmm. Is he wearing jeans? It looks like he's wearing jeans. Oh my god, it kind of does. I feel like it's like maybe jean adjacent, like dark khakis, but it definitely slacks. slacks <laughs> some nice slacks, but it definitely looks like he, um, like it. It doesn't look like pants of the period. Do you know what I mean? No, it's not. No. Period, it's not period pants. I don't know why. Like I can't figure out what's going. What's going on? Because it's like a belt or something. They look a little bit on the, you know, on the, on the kind of suede. Mm, yes, um, Wade. Like they look like then, um, pants you would then, wear if you were a theater usher or something. Yes, yes, very <laughs> much so. Or like mm-hmm. a Chippendales dancer. Yeah, it's very Chippendale. I mean, this this model could be a Chippendales dancer as well. We don't know. 
And his is that supposed to be his scar on the on the cheek? Oh yeah, that must have been. It's not a very good scar. It's not like it's a, not. It's not a sexy scar. It's just like a little. Like I spilled coffee on this guy. <laughs> like he's got like he's got like a little coffee ring. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does look like it healed too well. Like it's like mm-hmm. Moderma was invented back in the Regency era, which I don't think is historically accurate. Accurate. No, but I mean, who 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 knows? There were witches or something. <laughs> <laughs> there were herbalists. I'm sure somebody. Okay, here's the thing though. If, mm-hmm. if you walked up and saw this guy, you wouldn't think Scar. He looks kind of like like what's his name. Who plays Bob Benson on Mad Men? Yeah, he does look very, he like pretty, like pretty boy. You know, he's what I a mean? pretty boy. Yeah. I mean, he's massively built too, which is weird. Almost. Yeah, it is weird. It is like, and but I do appreciate the amount of chest hair that they left on. There's a lot. It kind yeah. of looks like he's like there's a mirror between his nipples. Like yeah, you're just seeing a reflection of. Yeah, the light is kind of weird on it because, like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a, it's like a reflection is coming from her chest a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so basically the, the picture is that they're, like, mid-kiss or almost mm-hmm. about to kiss. His shirt is off. Her, her uh, dress is either draping or it's a very shouldery, um, bearing dress yeah. with a green ribbon. Um, it looks a little prom or cotillion actually it does look like cotillion it looks like she's like a like it's like a fancy like um like a girl school graduation kind of yes or like what do you do like communion dress do you know what i mean oh yeah it's like i feel like the material looks like she's about to be like dipped into a lake and she adopts (laughs) the word of god you know whatever they do Oh, I want to talk about the background of the cover. Like, what is that? Where are they? Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's a good question. Is it? A, it looks like a fountain. Yeah, it looks like a bird bath. Yeah, I can't figure out. Is that in the book? No. Oh wait, I don't remember anything. Well, I feel like there was um um a thing where she. Okay, so like obviously we're kind of cutting ahead, but she, you know, is like most things is wants to marry high up to ensure her financial stability. But Gavin Hunt is, you know, uh, on the... Uh, he's just sexy. Yeah, it's, he's sexy. And, like, he's just, like, on the... He's, like, blue-collar. But, no, not blue-collar, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like, he started, had poor means and built his way up, and he runs, like, a like the, a gaming parlor, which isn't, like, considered... A gaming hell. A gaming... Yeah. And it's called The Underground. <laughs> Which is funny because her, or yeah, and her name is Persephone. So there's like a lot of yes. um, references to, to Greek, uh, I guess Greek and Roman um, mythology here. But so anyway, she's at like a party and like she doesn't fit in. Um, and so that she sneaks out and she's seen he's there watching her. And they go into like, I was about to say bodega, but it's not. It's the thing where it's like. Um, it's like a deck, but it's like not connected to the house and it's like a circle thing. What's that called? Um, like a rotunda? Maybe. Or not that. It's like outdoors. Um, oh, fuck. What's the name? I, it was like on the tip of my tongue, but like, it's like you go out onto the lawn and it's like a wooden thing and there's like a, like a covering over it and there's like benches a gazebo? Gazebo. That's the word. It's, there's always a gazebo in these books. Well, where else are you going to give someone a hand job? Because that's what she does. <laughs> it's true. Wait, 
wasn't there like a well, there was like some kind of hand job in the gazebo in the first book too, wasn't there? Yeah, like they're walking along like in that maze of what of like where people go to you know like like make out lane basically. Yeah, but, yeah. And he like goes down on her in a gazebo or something like that. Yeah, it could. I think it could. This is the same gazebo. I think this is the gazebo where hand jobs happen. It's hand job gazebo. <laughs> the hand job gazebo of London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the most infamous gazebo in all of London. Yeah, it's just filled with stains. That's the most disgusting thing I ever said, but maybe not. It's just filled with love. There's so many memories, sexy memories in this gazebo. But I it's thought, sexy gazebo. yeah, the gazebo of jizz. Oh my god, Leslie, what's <laughs> wrong with me? Um, <laughs> but I felt like this was like near, maybe on the way to the gazebo. But why is his shirt off? Okay. I don't know. What is his shirt off? And there's no sign of his shirt. Like, that shirt has been gone for a while or perhaps never existed. Yeah. And it's like, where, like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Did he, but he doesn't walk over. Like, in the book, he's like, you know, has a shirt on during the scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if there, he's never, he, if he, if he takes off his shirt, his shirt is taken off. He doesn't, like, start anything shirtless unless he's, like, already in bed. Right, yeah. They do make a point about the fact that he he sleeps in the nude. Oh, yeah. Of course he does. Well, he's always, like, because when we meet him, he's always, like, we first meet him, like, fucking a prostitute. Or, you know, like a nice Evangeline. He's like, what's your name? I think it's Evangeline. Evangeline. Yeah. Evangeline. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, hoe with benefits. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it's not like, he doesn't really like degrade her, but it is like, it's a business arrangement. Um, and so like, if he's constantly having sex every night, which is what the book makes it seem like he's, yeah, of course he's, he's naked in his bed. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Was, isn't he, like, doing it on his desk or something? Yeah, oh, he, start? Like, well, he does do it on his desk, but, um, I mean, listen, yeah. this guy does it everywhere. Yeah. And, side note, I learned something. I learned a phrase. What did you learn? Yes. It, uh, condom back then was called a French letter. A French letter. Yeah. Yes, it came with a ribbon, too, to tie it on. I know, which is, I mean, because I know that, like, contraception... It was just weird because then when I think about it, like, the, um, why it never comes up again when they, like, it's like, oh, well, if French letters are there, why they could have been having sex all along because it's, like, safe sex. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But regardless. Is there ever contraception failure in a romance novel? I've never run into it, but I, I haven't mm-hmm. read that many. There absolutely has. There's been, like, one of, like, one of my favorite authors, like, wrote this book where the condom, like, they were using condoms, but they still got pregnant, which was, like, okay, I, I understand it's a plot thing, but it was it kind of, like, was, like, well, that, it, there was something about it that, like, bummed me out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though a baby's a blessing, as, you know, our society tells us. But, but not um, always in a novel. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, otherwise, we wouldn't have half of these Regency books because they're all about people who've been abandoned and, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, like, guys are just, like, knee-deep in all different kinds of pussy and the woman is, like, so virginal, which was, like, in this and book. And it's such a turn-on. She's so virginal, even though it normally wouldn't be. But this woman, her virginity is just so hot. Like, yeah. There's a lot of that in this It was, like, this, like, it was, like, for, like, this book, like, it just, like, prized her virginity like to the nth degree like it was the most 
important thing to her and the important thing to him to the point where when he does take her virginity, he's like nervous. It's weird. This is totally one of those like kind of high school progression type books. Mm -hmm. Like it starts with, well, he's fucking someone else. And then like, he's masturbating, thinking about her. And then Mm -hmm. she's having a sexy dream about him. And then he kisses her Mm -hmm. and then he kisses her with tongue. And then we just kind of keep ramping up. Yeah. It really goes from like before first base because of the kiss, no tongue. And then it's just like, we just, it's the bases, but this was, I imagine before baseball was uh, (laughs) widely. Um, so something interesting happened. Well, like now that I've read this, uh, mm-hmm. so this, this hooks up with the first book. Like, in fact, there's four of these and I've mm-hmm. read all of them. Ooh. Um, cause it's been that kind of pandemic. Uh, <laughs> same, same here. <laughs> and they all interlock and some of them happen. Like some of this action is happening simultaneously with other things and other books. Right. Yeah. This yes. book was after maybe like a year or so after the end of the first book or maybe like it happens during the epilogue of the first book which the book ended with like uh, sex in the carriage and she had just had two twins and it was like the first time she was having sex after the twins and now the twins are like you know in like in this book just making havoc you know just being crazy they're like kids now and now they're all off on vacation so like that whole family is off on vacation and meanwhile Mm -hmm. um it's so yeah i guess this is about percy her friend Mm -hmm. um uh, what is it? Uh, Persephone finds. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Finds and hunt. I kept, <laughs> I kept, um, getting their last names wrong. I was like, cause fine is yeah. like, you know, fine. And then hunt is like, I'm on the hunt. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, who is which? Because they're both, both. <laughs> oh God. The names in this series are so great. Like her, her like prim little friend whose name is Charity Sparkler. Yeah. And, and Charity is like her voice, kind of her voice of reason a little bit. Well, a lot of yes. it. Um, Helena. Charity gets her own book later. Ooh, I, yeah, I imagine. I imagine Charity and then the lady and the detective Kent, they have a book, right? They have a book. That's the next one. Yes. Yeah. That one I'm actually looking forward to. I think I'm going to read that It looks pretty good. I gotta yeah. say, out of the four, like this one's a this is one of the really good ones. This one, I loved it so much better than her husband's Harlot. A yeah, lot I thought better. this one was more fun. Like it was mm-hmm. less about them being married, which I just not like just, that one's just sort of like they both have so many issues and la 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 la. And this yeah. one's just kind of fun and silly. Yeah, exactly. That was just like more of an adventure. It was more like not that like marriage dramas aren't interesting but that one just felt like this marriage drama which was so unlike this one which was like such an adventure and such like a it's almost like a a fun historical like how to lose a guy in 10 days style book exactly yes it was it's cheeky this one's really cheeky Mm-hmm. And nobody really feels that bad about anything that they do. Like, they're just, like, doing this ridiculous thing, and they're just kind of both enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, basically. And it's, like, and it was, like, so basically, you know, um, Persephone has this, like, drunkard, shitty brother, and he loses Paul, the title. Yes. Paul, Paul, get it together. Does he have a book? He's yeah, he does. Okay. Uh, he's got the last one. It's, it's There's a book about him and Charity. That's, okay, yeah. So Charity, her yeah. voice of reason, has, has been hung up on Paul, who had his heart broken, which is why he's yeah. a fucking mess. Um, so while, so while, like, Helena and Nicholas, who, like, are more or less kind of 
they're not blood related, but they are like brother and sister. They and her mom, um, Persephone's mom, go on vacation, and so Persephone doesn't know what to do. She has no one to rely on, and she just goes to hunt and is like, "What can I do to um, get my father back?" Um, yeah, and- yeah. My uh, my um, my brother lost the company by by playing a game of Pharaoh. So it's like how to get your your father's company back in ten mm-hmm. days. Yeah, and Gavin Hunt sees her, and it's kind of like. A weird, like it kind of made me a little uncomfortable at first, where he's like, "You, you need to res-, like right away." He's just like, "You need to resist my like sexiness." Like, if you don't, yes. here's a wager, and you're wanton or whatever. Like, <laughs> you have to resist. But the whole me. the whole thing is it's a revenge plot from like the first book. Like, yeah, he hates Nicholas because yeah. he's the other chimney sweep that Nicholas like left behind with like the pedophile. Uh, chimney sweep mm-hmm. chandler yeah which is like brought um, up in the first book and in the stew yeah <laughs> and he's just like oh not only is this my way to like whatever like handle this title thing but it's also like yeah. i'm gonna get in here and get my revenge on nicholas yeah um but my god okay can we do a little sidebar about the language that's of used course. in this book Yes. Okay, it gets a little anachronistic in some very silly ways mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, okay. I don't know why Percy says, um, all the time, but she does. She does, yeah. And it's funny because, like, she's so headstrong and is like, I want to be an author and I want adventure. But then, like, well, I guess, like, we all have layers, whatever. But, like, when he's, like, you later on, he's like, you have beautiful tits. And she's like, um, thank you. <laughs> whatever which is that a thing people said did people say whatever i think my favorite uh my favorite quote in the book let me see if i can i gotta find my highlight in here um um oh he's all pissed off because like um okay so yeah so basically he wants to seduce her Mm -hmm. and ruin her Mm -hmm. to get back at nicholas Mm -hmm. by like messing with his but he's gonna like take away the company and he's going to like ruin his sister-in-law basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but, uh, but he thinks that she's just ghosted on him after mm-hmm. like his, his, after the wager, he's not going to take the wager. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, this paragraph really made me laugh. Okay. So Percy hadn't come up to scratch. Fine. He had his pride. He wouldn't force her into it. Her into it. Um, he'd seduce the bloody Marchioness of Hartford instead. That being our heroine from mm-hmm. our previous book. Um, his gut clenched in denial. Or he'd arranged for someone else to do it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, the minute the fucking Hartfords returned from Italy, he would set his new plan into play. Dot dot dot. Um, but whatever really yeah i mean i feel like whatever could have been used as like when a someone is like whatever you wish you know but like yeah, i don't but think not like like clueless style whatever <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> they're made for each other in that way they both talk like they're in clueless yeah you know it's so funny because as i was reading it i kept thinking like this reads like and i like got this like weird idea for a story of like kind of like the Rebel Wilson isn't it romantic movie where it's like a cup like I like just the way they talked like it made it seem like they were a couple that were having like they from modern times like from right now and they are having yeah. issues and it's like are they or aren't they going to stay together and then for some reason by like magic they like get lost they like transfer and like 
travel into a romance novel and they're forced into (laughs) this adventure and it's like through this adventure that they're in by like doing all of the steps of a romance novel that's how they realize that like they love each other that's how they read to me that's interesting and then I was like that's a really good idea for a movie um, that actually goes really well with the cover too, because the yes. cover looks too contemporary anyways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely does. And they really did talk like there were just like moments where it was like they, you know, like when like when she would say, um, you know, and it was like that felt so um, yeah. modern of like and then like when she like one moment like later on and they like realize that they're in love with each other, but it's like they're both struggling of like how they are going to fulfill the wager. Um, yeah. She walks in on him with Evangeline who isn't trying to seduce, like she's seducing him, but he's rebuffing her. And like Persephone is like, yeah. get away from him. He is mine. And like, doesn't realize what <laughs> she's saying. And it was like, that's something yeah. so like modern, you know, like that's something I yeah. would do. Although when they do get the period stuff, um, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but he also does call call her um, you little. <laughs> she, he calls her a little baggage. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Oh so yeah. You want me, you little baggage, and you know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like they also. I mean, I guess like cunny for vagina was a word, yeah. and you know, um, yeah, like it did have its things, but it also. I think that's like one of the reasons why I liked it a little bit was that like because they had such like. There was these anachronisms, but it made them, for yeah. me, more relatable than the previous... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, than the previous... Um, um, There's just so books. much hand-wringing in the first one, and this one is just pretty much, like, they have animal magnetism, and also there's some stuff happening in the underworld that we don't really care about. But. No, and it's, like, I, like, completely... Like, I always, like... I was, like, okay, when I'm, like, rehatching this with Leslie, I may need her to help me, re- like, figure out, like, what the... Like, the... Because he's in trouble with, like, another... Like, a rival, like, gamester in the underground. Who, yeah, like, and I'm... They want I revenge. It, see, I read this a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. now I, and I was rereading it, and I didn't get back to that part, and I can't remember what... Why... Yeah. But Nobody really cares. No. We care about the wager. And it was, yeah, exactly. And it was, like, basically, like, it was, like, this generic, like, yeah, of course, like, when you're working in, like, the, I guess it's called a rookery or something, where it's just, like, not the, the rookery? yeah, or, like, the, kind of, not the high-class side of town, where it's, like, he yeah. comes from, like, you know, whatever, like, he's doing, like, I guess gambling is not illegal but he also like runs a body house and like whatever he's doing yeah, illegal it's things like, it's, it's the trifecta it's like, yeah it's booze women and gambling exactly and he's making and it's he's making a fuck ton of money but even though he's rich he's still not seen as like upper class and that was just like the the rules of this world um yeah and so but she, yeah because she's uh, she's new money exactly she's yeah she's Mm-hmm. She smells of shop. Yeah, and she, yeah, she's like middle class, even though she has like nice dresses. And like, yeah. I feel like her, when we first meet her, she has like the hots, I guess, for this guy named Portland, um, Lord oh, Thomas. Oh, yeah, Lord Portland, or Viscount Portland. Like, oh, Viscount, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he like yeah, just he like sucked. He was just like, he reminded me of, um, oh 
God, like just like a stick in the mud, like thinks he knows what good books are. And like, you know, like he, she's like, I like this particular racy poem of Shelley's. And he's like, Oh, I like it in theory. Yeah. And it's like, dude, shut up. And, um, so, um, (laughs) but of course when she like meets Gavin enters this weird wager, her, you know, she's just like Portland is as interesting as the color beige. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> Don't the color worry. beige it's my favorite novel of alice walker's yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it was an odd sequel um but um an indictment but still very weird yeah. <laughs> um so so what so as i said like it made me uncomfortable it's like weird to like get a woman to like enter a wager like this but i thought what the author did what was really really smart is that she gives her this sex dream where Mm -hmm. she basically has this really hot dream where she kind of is in a situation where she's like tied up and um Mm -hmm. You know, she's submitting to Gavin and she loves it. And so that to me kind of like sold the idea of like, okay, she is into this. Like she wants to do this wager. She has just as much power as he does. Yeah. It's just, it is like her, it's in her nature to want stuff like this. Like Mm -hmm. she's not, it's like what he, you know, doing this is more her than trying to get, trying to marry some born dude. Exactly. Yeah. Which, um, I think was like kind of, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like this is like their foreplay and it was like, you know, that kind of helped sell and sell this like idea to me, you know? It's sort of weird too, because like consent wise, they're actually really threading the needle here too Mm -hmm. he's like oh yeah i'll I'll stop if you ask me if you can if you don't think i'm so hot you can't remember to ask basically yeah yeah. exactly yeah he definitely makes this like a safe space for her in terms of like the you know the the like the society at that time and then but she also is just like makes she also like uses him in a sexy way where it's like she wants adventure she like is having fun like there's a point where and this reminded me of how to lose a guy in 10 days where in order to win her wager she goes to like charity and she's like what are things i can do to like really turn him off and she like talks about like inane things that don't interest yeah. him that don't even interest her and she's wearing like this like ugly dress and a weird hat that she won't take or that she won't take off and like he's like what are you doing <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> um so okay um so the the first like kind of like so he tells her like you i'm gonna go out with you or like have a date, whatever date meant during that time, we're going to go on six dates. And if you Mm -hmm. can resist me in six dates, you get the title back. Um, yes. And she's like, and I'm not going to look for your brother or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And not only does she, yeah. And, but then like basically, yeah, they just basically managed to do everything, but exactly several installments. Yeah. Um, and so, at one point, she, like, first they go on a date and they go out on the town and it's, like, nice. And they have, like, their kisses and it's whatever. And then she suddenly people from, like, the rival game guy 
attacks him and attacks the two of them. And she's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they are able to thwart these attackers. And when they get back to, like, his place, they're at safety. And he's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And she was like, that was the most fun I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that was. Um, that was amazing. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, like, people who are, like, really into, like, podcasts about, like, true crime. You know, there was, like, something about it that's, like, very entertaining. Um, because she wants to be a novelist. She does. And she's got nothing to write about. I know. Because her life is just so dull. Yeah. And she needs, she needs something. Um, so, um. And if you, like, look at all the little, little chapters starts from her terrible novel that she's not writing anymore. Like, right. Yeah. And yeah. I thought for a second it was like, oh, is this like a real manuscript? Because you know how like books do that well, the, where they'll start a chapter, you know, and there's like the italics of like a real like manuscript. And I was like, oh, is this real? But then I realized it wasn't. Yeah. Um, because she's telling a story from Priscilla who, who's that based on? Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, the Adventures of Priscilla. What is it? The Perils of Priscilla? The Perils of Priscilla. Love that alliteration. Jesus. You never go wrong. You never go wrong with an alliterative <laughs> title. <laughs> um, okay. So can we talk about the scene where they dry hump at the body house? Oh, um, yes, we can. Okay. So... That's a wild, it's a wild, it's a wild scene. Yeah, they're like, um, are they, wait, I'm trying to remember now. now. Now I'm trying to like find it in the book. Um, so they're like looking through the peepholes and everything, right? Yeah, well he's like, she takes him, or he like takes her to like his like, I was about to say compound, but like the game, the gambling hall. And on top of the gambling hall is like other, is the body house. And he's like, yeah. Whatever you do, don't go up there because he thinks she's like so innocent and like meh meh meh. Um, but listen, Persephone is not going to listen to what he tells her to no. do. So she goes up and she like peeks in and she sees blowjobs. She sees three yes. ways. She sees sex, 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 and he catches her. <laughs> and he's like, "I told you not to do this," but she is fucking turned on as fuck <laughs> and they dry hump they do dry hump um i was glad because he got off, he gets off right because he it just felt like before then he's just been like turning her on you know what i mean yeah and it was like okay he got something out of it like cause she wants to please him too yeah yeah um and early on we see that they both they both desire each other and like, it's like they're, and they're both like, okay with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm sorry. I just, I'm entranced. I'm actually, I just found the page. Oh, great. 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 (laughs) Do you want to read it? Uh, Can you please read it Uh, in your beautiful voice? Where should we start? Oh, they have to call a truce. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because they're both like super horny for each other and they're like, but the wager, and then they're like, okay, <laughs> we're going to um, stop. We're going to stop this wager. Every time we want to, like, do something sussy, it has nothing to do with the wager. We just have our bodies. We have our horniness. 
we yeah. need to get off. Like, and I'm not going to take your virginity until the last time. Yeah. Which he, like, doesn't yeah. really tell. Does he tell her that or, like. Yeah, he does. He tells okay. her that, like, directly. Yeah. Like, what is it? Here it is. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're looking for a bit that would, would be fun to read out loud. This is fun to read out loud. Oh, do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is pretty funny, actually. Okay. Um, the hair suddenly lifted on her skin. Even though she'd heard no footsteps, she knew he was there. His presence lived in the rapid tattoo of her heartbeat, the tightening of her nipples against her bodice. She whipped around. Also, so much nippleage in this in these books. I like, know. Yeah. Like, I loved it. Just, I like, loved he super loved into nips. the nipples. Like, yeah. Everybody's got super sensitive nipples in these books. Like, I know. it's crazy. I'm jealous. Um, uh, so she whipped around and Hunt stood there watching her. Golden hellfire raged in his eyes. Her throat squeezed. I, I was only... Maybe <laughs> 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 okay, not in that voice, but... Didn't I tell you to wait downstairs? As large and foreboding as Hades himself, Persephone, um, Hunt stalked toward her. Uh, her breath rushed in out of her lungs as he bent his head and glanced into the viewing hole she'd been looking through. Mm-hmm. My, what a naughty girl you've been, he drawled. Mm-hmm. He shut the panels, muffling the lascivious sounds. Her cheeks pulsed hotly. I didn't mean to. Why am I doing this voice? It's a good voice, dude. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> Lie to anyone you wish, but not to me. You knew exactly what you were doing. In a quick motion, he disposed of her turban. Her hair tumbled free. You're a hot-blooded little baggage, Persephone finds, and there's no use denying it. Lips trembling, Percy lowered her head. He was right about her. She wasn't the good, proper daughter her parents had wanted. Why didn't Hunt have to be the one to see her for the wicked girl she truly was? She wanted to curl into a ball and die of embarrassment. Hunt, bur- Hunt, heat, sorry, not Hunt, heat burned behind her eyes, and Hunt burned behind her, whatever. Um, <laughs> a finger tipped her chin up. Eyes of infinite darkness held her. Don't be afraid of who you are, he said. You're perfect, Percy. Passionate and brave. Everything a man would want. Um, before she could understand the relief, uh, the joy rippling through her, his lips were hot upon her neck. And mm. hell's teeth, how I want you. Mm. Okay. This is why I don't book a lot of animation. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, an- like animation, there's always an English lady who's like super turned on in every animated episode. <laughs> um, desire sizzled along her nerves, yet she pushed it to shoulders. The, the wager, she just stammered. I can't do this. I can't betray my brother. But you do watch me, don't you, Percy? <laughs> She could no longer hide from the truth. She desired Hunt, a man who did not abhor wickedness but understood it, understood her. She gave a small nod. Triumph flickered in his gaze. I'll do what it takes to have you, Percy, even if it means calling a truce. A truce? A gasp ended from her arched throat when his lips returned to their wanton exploration. An armistice, if you will. Mm. We will continue our work. Major, but your maidenhead will be safe with me. His grasp tightened on her hair, exposing her further to his touches, his kisses. Until our sixth and final meeting, I give you my word. His words barely permeated her at the haze of pleasure. She moaned as a hot lick titillated her ear. Uh, she had to think to resist the desire spinning out inside her. You won't try to seduce me. I'm making her Margaret Dumont, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I said I wouldn't put my cock inside you mm. for the time being. Very true. And so on and so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what anyway. I was thinking as yeah. you were reading it, I was like, what kind of body house is this where there's like peepholes? 
That makes me nervous I mean, for the people. Don't they all have peepholes? They do, because that happens in the first book, too. Um, well, yeah, that's right. But, like, it just, like... Or at least we know there's curtain peeping in the first one. They're, like, hiding behind some curtains right. when they meet. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like I've read this in other books, too, if I recall. Like, not this series, obviously, because I've only read the first two books. But um, it's weird because, like, are all these people, like, going to the body house and they're, like, do they know that there's peepholes? Like, that makes me, like, it's such a violation. I guess. I mean, not that they care. They're like, you know, sex is sex. Like, they, I mean, I'm going to guess that they, they don't because, I don't know, people didn't read as many books about people in places with people. I don't know. I yeah. just feel like, like, you know, like the way we live now, you kind of expect to be spied on everywhere, whether you like it or not. That's Very sort of true. Like, yeah. Whereas, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it could be, like, people knew about these peepholes and maybe, like, the peepholes were, like, another, like, if you didn't want to have sex at the thing you could like watch it if you weren't you know what i mean like maybe people were aware but i'm just saying like if they didn't that was like mm, these poor men who are cheating on their wives oh man um that that was a hot scene it was a hot scene it gets hotter I mean, oh, I guess that's probably the ho- well, I think that's probably the hottest scene. Yeah, I mean, I had like these two parts that kind of were like really interesting to me. That one was not sexy at all, but I thought it was written in a sexy way. Where it's the first time he tongue kisses her, and um, oh yeah, and I in the store. Yeah, um, don't want to read it. I can read it. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, you read it. So he's like he is like kissing her neck and she's like what what are you doing she stammered her skin tingled where he'd touch her she'd never known that a patch beneath her ear to be sensitive yet sparks danced over the surface of her skin untying your bonnet his eyes gleamed the golden flecks in the flecks in them pronounced against his darkened pupils "'Tis a grand brim, to be sure, but surely you don't expect me to fit under there with you.' "'Oh, I suppose not. (laughs) Don't do not overreact. Remain calm and collected.' Reaching up, she fumbled with the ribbons. To her consternation, they were hopelessly knotted. "'Uh, you're making things worse. Allow me.' And that's, like, fun. It's, like, awkward things. Like, that. it's, like, those moments that made me think that they time-traveled to the past. Um, you know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, how yeah. do I unknot this? Um, nudging aside her hands, Hunt expertly took hold of the strings. She swallowed as his fingers brushed against her neck, the calloused pads rasping lightly against her skin. A shivering awareness spread over her, raising the fine hairs on her arms and tightening her lower belly. All of the senses chose that moment to come fully awake. Hunt's scent penetrated her nostrils. Leather and male spice. Male spice made me laugh. Um, Familiar yet exotic. In a rush, the dream of the catacombs, that's her dream, she had a sex dream, came back to her, and she swayed. Suddenly, she remembered she'd forgotten to invoke the no-touching rule. Mr. Hunt, I... He placed a finger up to her lips. The brightness of his eyes mesmerized her. Enough talking. Close your eyes, Persephone, now, and take my kiss. I thought that was sexy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that was the moment where she was, like, learned what a kiss is. And I thought that was great. 
and he astonishes she astonishes him in how good she is at taking kisses. Oh yeah, and I mean, like he's just as like. Like, he's obviously more sexually experienced, but, like, he is, like, just as surprised about, like, his feelings. It's, like, almost, like, in a way as if, like, he was a virgin. Like, a virgin to her. Well, it's, like, he's he's a guy with no interest, really, in women beyond just fucking. Right. And he just, you know, they're like, oh, you should find a Mrs. Gavin Hunt. Like, like some of the underworld people are like, well, mm-hmm. let me just to some ladies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because he's like, like, yeah, I'm just going to find some random submissive lady. Not nothing like this, this weird hoyden that I'm hanging out with. No. Also, the word hoyden, great word. Yeah, it's so funny. I had to look it up. But basically, it's an old term for boisterous woman. (laughs) Which I guess. Such a hoyden. Yeah, I guess she's boisterous. There was something, I mean, she's boisterous. Like, her actions are boisterous. But I guess I was, like, expecting her personality to be, like, I don't know, like, slightly louder dare i say well, it, it's more like she gets herself into scrapes mm-hmm. and uh, she's just like oh no how did this happen again yeah like, i couldn't help it i didn't think that setting fireworks off at the girls school was going to be such a disaster yeah <laughs> it was great and then like it's like around her family she's like very boisterous but around hunt she just like is like what is happening? And she, like, gets under skin, certainly, but, like, she's yeah. also, like, stunned by her own feelings. It's a fun one. This was a fun one. I know. Um, yes. There's another sex scene I want to talk about where it's later on. You think it's the night. He's, it's their final night, and you think it's the night that, like, he's going to take her virginity, and he just gives her a night. Like, this is all night, baby. We are going to have fun. And he, like, plans it out, and first it starts off with, like, dinner. Um, but yeah. it's a sexy dinner, and he blinds. Sexy dinner. I mean, that's a nice choice. It was great. Like, I thought, like, he really put a lot of effort into this night. It wasn't like, oh, let's fuck. Um, um, um. And so they have, like, foreplay, and she's naked, blindfolded, and he's like, I'm going, and she's like, her stomach rumbles, and she's like, oops, I guess I need to eat something. And he's like, oh, (laughs) you're going to eat something. He doesn't say that, but he thinks that. Um, And he takes her to the couch blindfolded, and he feeds her a strawberry, which is sexy. But then he feeds her a chicken bone, which I don't know how much I liked. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Now I'm I'm looking for that, because I don't remember the chicken bone. I have it. I have it. Um, oh, wait. Is this the one where he gives her a bath? It's right before the bath. Okay. Also, whenever they use the word quim, it just always makes me laugh. Oh, my God. I know. Quim. And it's so funny because, like, um, there's a new <laughs> lube company. Um, or, no, it's not a lube company, <laughs> but it's um, it's, like, a CBD company that, like, makes, like, all-natural, like, CBD things. And, like, one of their, um, like, their main, like, thing is cbd lubricants and it's called a quim and i was like totally thought of i totally thought of her husband's harlot like when i first heard of it did you ever see um do you ever see that show harlots no i haven't is it good oh it's so good you totally have to see it but in like the pilot episode one of the whores says (laughs) i am the duchess of quim which is just the best line ever. oh my god well listen it's a good it's a good place to be a duchess for yeah you're gonna be the duchess of anything. Yeah, I agreed. Um, you be like the duchess of like porridge. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the duchess of like pudding, <laughs> like chocolate pudding. I'm the duchess of chocolate pudding. I'm the pudding. duchess of dry elbow skin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm the Duchess of Dark Circles under her eyes. Um, <laughs> I'm the Duchess of Ennui. <laughs> I'm always sorry. <laughs> no, I'm the Viscount of Ennui. Yeah. <laughs> the Maria Chunness, however you say it. Um, the Maria Mary whatever, yeah. Yeah. No, but, seriously, though, that show, that, that show is great. Um, yeah, I want to watch it. I don't know if it's going to... There's three seasons. I don't know if there's going to be a fourth, but, oh, mm-hmm. man, so worth it. Okay, I'll watch it. I need, we all need something. We all need something to watch. Um, I pulled up the chicken thing. Do you want me to read it, or do you want to read it? Yeah, please. Okay, I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, you read it. Okay, um, uh, 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 okay, so he, he, this is, well, okay, I'll, I'll take it from the beginning. So, um, he, um, like, she just got there, he's taken off her clothes and blindfolded her, and he, like, is looking at her. He's like, I want to see your beautiful body. And she goes, are you done looking yet? She said, biting her lips. He'd never be done. Not in a million years. You steal my breath, buttercup. Standing behind her, he grasped her subtle wa- supple waist and pulled her back against him, shuddered at the contact with the smooth firm- firmness of her ass. He cupped her breasts, thumbing the stiff peaks as she sighed and wriggled against him. The friction made his blood burn, uh, his erect prick, which I'm not the biggest fan of saying prick, um, threatening to burst through the thin layer of, ro- of wool, you have the most gorgeous tits, he growled against her ear. Um, thank you. He grinned. <laughs> <laughs> he grinned. That's how she said it. He grinned at her impish response. <laughs> Only Percy could amuse and arouse him at once. His grin turned uh, into a chuckle when, in the midst of the love play, her stomach gave an unladylike growl. Pardon, she said in an abashed voice. I haven't eaten much today. Still smiling, he went to fill a plate and led her to the sofa. He pulled her onto his lap and, choosing a ripe strawberry, held it to her lips. Take a bite. Red juice dribbled down her chin as she did so. He leaned over and licked up the sweet trail. Sighing, she said, More, please? He selected a chicken leg, pulling off bite-sized chunks. She ate it greedily, and when she was done, he murmured to her ear, Now be a good girl and lick my fingers clean. Lust bolted through him as she obeyed. Her small tongue lapped at him, sucking one long digit between her pink cheeks, or pink lips, uh, not cheeks yet, um, an image okay by the way there's an ice cream truck in the background so this is great just as like it's like the sexiest thing it's my ice cream truck not mine but my neighborhood's um anyway um an image flashed of her taking his cock this way of pushing his shaft all the way into her sweet mouth just as quickly he shook the notion away that was a paid pleasure and he was done with those Breathing heavily, he pulled his fingers out and had to stay in control or this game would not last much longer. Very good, he said. And now for dessert. And that's when he eats her pussy. <laughs> or he put he puts like whipped cream on her pussy and like eats it from her pussy and then gets to the 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 pie, if you will. He'd had the whipped cream, now onto the pie. Oh, it's trifle. Oh, trifle, excuse Ew. me. What's trifle? Wait, what he is that? Pussy trifle? Trifle is the thing where it's like it's like some cake and then some whipped cream and then some strawberries or jam. It's the thing that they make out of like meat on friends in that one episode. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds messy. So thank God they took a bath afterward. 
just it's so gross and also so English right yeah I just like I know like food is sexy oh my god this ice cream truck I feel like food is sexy until it actually touches you and then it starts to get gross yeah I think so and especially like when it's like near your genitals I'm like it's it's sexy in theory but it's also so messy and I know some people are into that so it's not like I'm judging but slobbery yeah. yeah so but then they head to the bathtub which smart smart choice on Gavin's part and they are He's the world. He knows what to do. Yeah, he gets it. He's had yes. He wants. He doesn't want any UTIs in her quim. Um, <laughs> so they are about to have sex in the bathtub. She is. He is in her. But then he stops because he's having this thing of like, he's kind of being a dick at this point because he's like wants her he wants to marry her she obviously wants to marry him they love each other she has like kind of told him that she loved him um but he's like where do your loyalties lie your family or me and he's like forcing her to choose and which is kind of a dickish move i think because yeah that's a dick move it is and not a sexy dick move um because like he hasn't professed his love for her and he's like and he like doesn't like she doesn't know if she loves him or he loves her and um he's like them or me and it's like and she's like well them you know like that's why i'm here um and they have a fallout they have a really tragic fallout in the tub yeah so they of course they dry out um dry off and she leaves and it's over you think it's over um but then She's at a bookstore again because that's where she likes to go. And she gets kidnapped. She gets kidnapped by... Out out the back of the bookstore. Um, Uh, Yeah. What is it? Ambrose Kent of the Thames River Police is guarding her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because, like, she's being guarded because Nicholas and Helena and they're all back. Um, And she's being guarded. Um, But the rival gangsters, they get her. They get her. And Gavin gets word of this and he's like, fuck. And he goes to his sworn enemy, Nicholas, and they're like, team up. And they're like, we got to get, we got to get our girl back. And they do. They do. They do. They profess their love for each other and they live happily ever after. Yeah, they get married. They do get married. Um, And then like we have an epilogue of them on the boat. They're on a boat. Um, And she's like, guess what? I'm pregnant. The end. The end. Yeah. That's she's increasing. Ending. She's increasing. Yeah. I love that. Everybody, yes, you're, you're increasing. I know. It's so, it's a weird thing to say, but I guess that's like how it's viewed. Cause it's not like there were like, um, you know, what is it? Sonograms? Do you know what's the thing? I can't think right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, is it sonograms or is it like, that's what you see whales with? I think it's sonogram. Um, a sonogram is is what you take of a baby. Okay, sonar it. is sonar. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the <laughs> Duchess of getting well. You know, words wrong. Pregnancy can make you think of whales. That's not ridiculous. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then like they have they have a happily ever after. Um, they have a very happily ever after. Yeah. Did you did you like this happily ever after? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mm-hmm. thought that they were a nice pair. Like, yeah. uh, you know, they're two fun pe- people who end up together and, you know, he, he 
goes out of his way to like actually, you know, save her instead of just being a dick to her for like <laughs> forever. A um, really long time. So what made this book like wicked for you? Like what was wicked, like sexy wicked? I don't know. I mean, it was just like the scenes, it was just, you know, the scenes, the, the hot scenes were pretty hot. They yeah. were really well written, you mm-hmm. know, and there were two like fun characters like mm-hmm. that were both pretty well drawn. And like now that I've like read like the major universe of this bunch of people like these are two of the better characters yeah i loved i loved this book yeah. so much um it was really fun yeah so i give um, it an a plus what rating do you give it um okay i don't know it, see the whatevers and stuff did really kind of draw me out of it so i would mm-hmm. give it an a minus for that okay but a minus um, but is i good. don't know I, I like have less of like the the like i i, I give it an a minus that's but right. uh, but I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think of the four, like this is probably the best one. Oh, good. That's good to know because I yeah. I loved yeah. the hell out of this book. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I I think the the next one, the one with um with Ambrose Kent and the Marchioness, is good. Mm-hmm. I would skip Charity Sparkler and Paul. Oh man, um, yeah. I kind of skimmed that one. Um, Charity but, uh, Sparkler. Oh my god. Charity Sparkler. <laughs> what a name! What a fucking name! Sensible shop girl. Charity Sparkler. <laughs> oh God! Wait, what was it? Oh, I wrote down like another name. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, Bartholomew Black, the like mm-hmm. the, the 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 dreaded underworld figure whose daughter's name is Mavis. Yes, I feel like these names are so like fairy tale names. You know what I mean? Like not. But they're like hilarious fairy tale names. Exactly. Like, they're not. They're like they're like a little bit less silly than Dickens, but like. Mm-hmm. But they're in the right kind of. Yeah, like I feel like if we were writing a sketch about this world, like those are the names we would call everyone. Yes, like <laughs> Gavin Hunt, great name. Oh, that's Fantastic such a sexy name. name. It's so good. Oh, uh, and I kind of like that her nickname was Percy because like Percy is like a guy's name, Percy. but I really liked that yeah. that it was her name. And she shows up in and she shows up in his place and drag the first. Oh my god! Yes, that's right. Oh my god, the wig and the mustache made me laugh, and I was like, "Did she get this at like Hollywood toy and costume?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just like sees through it immediately, and he's like, "That's a that's a that's a woman." Yeah, and he like plays with her a little bit, and she's like thinking like it's like this is a this is it's working. Like, yeah, the balls on this one, <laughs> yeah. just going like, up to like demand a bunch of stuff like while well, wearing a stupid mustache. Yeah, and she's just like, "I got him," and then it's like, "Well, no." <laughs> He knew the he's moment like, you walked in. And like she's like, well, first of all, I want our wager in writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, my dad always said, get everything in writing. And it's smart. It's <laughs> absolutely smart. I think you should always get something in writing. I feel like it's you're, yeah. You're gonna have a wanton rager, a wanton rager. If you're gonna have a wanton wager mm-hmm. or a wanton rager, just yeah. make sure it's all written down. You gotta you have it written down. Yeah, you have to have it in writing. So that I think that's a good thing to end on is like, folks, if you ever enter a wanton w- wager get it in writing get it in, maybe also, have a lawyer thing, look over it if you're gonna get into a wanton wager like make sure that the guy who owns the, the gaming hell doesn't use his own dice yeah good point you got to bring in an outside dice yes okay. because like you really think a guy who like says like you have to come here this many times based on the dice roll is going to give you like a fair set of dice no he probably had like trick dice no. yeah she probably doesn't even know that trick dice exist I just assumed that it did. Um, but yeah. I mean, it explained a lot about how her 
brother lost the company. Yeah, because he's a fucking idiot. Listen, yeah. note to self, don't have drunken brothers who are... Don't have... Yeah. Idiot drunken brothers who bleed on the Aubusson carpet. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, that was another one of my favorite lines. The bit of Bertie, he's, he's like, oh, oh, pardon me. I'm, I'm bleeding on the Abusson. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens in Regency England? Uh, uh, uh. God, the maids, they must have been just furious. They're just like constantly just scrubbing the Abusson. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? I, I hope think I'm so. Right. I think that you, it sounds right to me and I trust you. It's funny because like all of the maids, like they don't seem to mind like they're like kind of like these like matronly figures to them and it's like they don't mind they just want what's best and it's like you're you're scrubbing blood off of the amusan all the time don't yeah, you get annoyed you think you'd be kind of don't you get annoyed <laughs> oh yeah uh uh this is just random goes nowhere but uh uh mrs tottingham mm-hmm. the the drunk chaperone that she has who's just always yeah. like constantly falling down from her tonics yes <laughs> and it's like good for her cuz she can like get away but it's like Lady, we got to sit down and have a talk. It's like, we were lucky. We managed to get, like, a. I, we were lucky. We didn't know that we hired a chaperone who was a drunk, but this is awesome. Yeah, it's like, good, yay, alcoholism. It's good for us. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's just, like, fun and she's just, like, gabbing with girlfriends and whatever. Does she even have any lines or is she just, like, always no. indisposed? No, she's always there but not there. She's, like, just, like, like she's, like, a few steps behind Percy and then she like disappears and it's like, okay, she's like, he should have a book. Yeah. I want, Oh my God. That's such a good idea. Like a book about like really the chaperones awesome. of like, maybe, it's, like yeah. there's this whole thing about like, so oh, all right, so I'm going to spoil it. Charity Sparkler and Paul have this whole thing. Like they have, they hook up during this book. Like charity shows up like really, really disheveled looking mm-hmm. and, and it's because like she's hooked up with Paul and under some bizarre <gasps> circumstances. Oh, that's um, awesome. Oh, I, now I kind of want to yeah. read it. Uh, I mean, I'm going to read it. Well, it's, it'll right. take you like, it's not like it's a fast read. Oh, okay. But, like, um, but basically the whole, you can probably, yeah, the, um, but anyways, like, uh, uh, I mean, that's fine and all, but I would really like to know what the hell Mrs. Tottenham has been up to yeah, during I, this whole time. I know. She because like all this other stuff is happening simultaneously of great import. I just want to like hear about the drunk chaperone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, she's got a story. Oh, she has plenty of story. Like something's happening. Like there's, we, she has a backstory that we all need to know. <laughs> well, listen, I think it's yeah, an assignment for own. you. You gotta write. You write fan fiction. We'll write. We'll yes. We'll write mayhem and Mayf- Mayf- and Mayfair fan fiction. Perfect. I'm sure. It, I'm, I'm sure it's out there. But yes, because Mrs. Tottingham needs a story. Um, well, Leslie, thank you so much for being a guest and returning. Well, thanks for having me again. To this nightmare of a pocket. I'm just kidding. <laughs> thank you for returning to the world of stupid. <laughs> is it too stupid to live yeah i don't know eh. i think it makes life better oh thank you i'm gonna put that that's a, that's i'm gonna say that's your review of the podcast and i'm gonna put it on the front page of my uh <laughs> yeah go for it. it's a <laughs> hi i'm laura von holt from the mermaid podcast part of the frolic podcast network the mermaid podcast is you guessed it all about mermaids I cover everything from mermaid legend and history to mermaids in pop culture, movies, and TV.
My guests include mermaid experts, mermaid historians, mermaid authors, mermaid charities, mermaid tail makers, and even professional mermaids. Yes, being a mermaid is a real job. So whether you have legs or fins, are a mermaid queen or a mermaid at heart, the Mermaid Podcast has something for you. You can find us at mermaidpodcast.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Too Stupid to Live is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more podcasts you'll love, visit frolic.media slash podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.